Welcome back to Toonami Faithful's Gundam Wing Group Watch here for week four. I am your host, Sketch, and you are mistaken, and the Gundams will soon come to rectify your mistake. Joining me for the first time on this podcast is... Paul Pscrillo, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. Yes, and also a huge fan of Gundam Wing. Maybe. Possibly a bigger fan of G Gundam. What, 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 we won't talk about that today. <laughs> Bet Paul's being like, when are we going to do the Gundam, uh, the G Gundam group watch? <laughs> see, see, you, you know me so well, Skip. When the dub is streaming legally, that's when we'll do it. <laughs> Damn it. All right, continue. I mean, I'm, I'm good with watching the sub on Crunchyroll, but I get the feeling other people, not so much. <laughs> that's okay. I have it on Blu-ray, so we can just, we can do it that way. Uh, you do. <laughs> I do not yet, but that may be rectified. <laughs> well, the Gundam will the Gundams will rectify your mistakes. Exactly. See, exactly. You, you understand. All right. So the episodes covered this week are episode 12, Bewildered Warriors, episode 13, Catherine's Tears, episode 14, The Order to Destroy, Zero One, episode 15, The Battleground, Antarctica, and episode 16, The Sorrowful Battle. <clears throat> so, starting off the week, we have a Wu Fei-centric episode. Oh boy. Everybody's so excited for a Wu Fei centric episode. I gotta be honest. When I was planning the uh, the tweets for this episode, I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> it, it's not that bad of an episode, really. It's actually a pretty good episode. But man, Wu Fei, <laughs> Wu Fei is a real something. <clears throat> But that episode actually opens up with Hero awakening at the Traveling surf Circus. <laughs> traveling Surface. The Traveling Circus, as he has been uh, nursed back to health over a month by Troa and Catherine. And he wakes up and has a conversation with Troa. It's like, man, it's been a month? Wow. And uh, <laughs> it's also like Troa saying, maybe I should self-detonate my Gundam. And Hero says, a word of caution, it hurts like hell. <laughs> Does it, though? I mean, I feel like when you do that, you probably just go into shock immediately <laughs> rather than feel that much pain. But I'm, I'm sure he's feeling it now, now that he's waking up after a month. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Hero didn't really... He didn't really... It, the, the the Gundam didn't really blow up the way it was supposed to because I feel like if it was, if it did, he probably would have been dead. There's been a lot of times when explosions somehow did not kill someone or like jets from a Gundam or some other thing. Like people are in these close proximities to fires and explosions and they're just fine. They're just fine. I don't get. Once again, Hero has failed to kill himself. Admittedly, he had a little help this time. <laughs> but no joke, that Gundam did thoroughly explode itself because pretty much all of the vital parts were destroyed, they point out. It was a very thorough 
detonation. Even though there's plenty of scrap. <clears throat> Which, by the way, Zex decides to gather up the remains of that Gundam and rebuild it. And orders a whole bunch of Gundamium to do so. Yeah. So most of this episode focuses on Wu Fei, who's still moping about after losing to Trey's. And uh, he comes upon a group of guerrillas who are trying to fight the Alliance military in a self-governed area. <clears throat> and Major Sally Poe shows up. She, uh, she was the major who was working at the facility where they were uh, examining Hiro Yui. And also, she was the one that <clears throat> called out to Hiro and asked him to stop the detonator from going off over at the New Edwards base. So, she's familiar with the Gundam pilots, but she's never met Wu Fei before. But, uh, <laughs> Wu Fei's just kind of hanging out, moping about, and taking... Even his bird watching has to do with whether or not something's strong. And he's, like, looking at this bird, like, what a strong flap. <laughs> <laughs> I am so weak, but this bird is strong. His whole deal about weakness and cowardice is real tiresome. And throughout the episode, he's helping Major Sally and the gorillas. And he's constantly being like, I had to help you because you're too weak. And you shouldn't keep fighting because you're too weak. But Major Sally, she kind of spins it to him. It's like, yes, we're weak, but that's why people fight with us. And yes, we're weak, but... Our hearts are strong. <laughs> and there's even a point where she, like, stands down against a mobile suit just to try and heal his heart. <laughs> and I'm like, Sally, that's... It's not worth it. <laughs> Don't throw your life away to try and get Wufei to wake up. <laughs> and there's also other people in the gorillas. They're all like, kid, how can you say that you're not strong? But they all get gunned down at some points, And eventually, he comes to his senses and he's like, all right, Notaku, I'm not strong, but lend me your strength so that I can keep fighting. It's like his whole mentality. It's like, I'm not strong. I can only fight people who are weaker than me. Okay. <laughs> he's really been out of shape about losing to Trace. Yeah. <laughs> But at the end there, it seems like he's kind of improved his perspective on things. And hopefully he, you know, is a bit more proactive on things. Because he sat out the past two major conflicts because of what happened with Trey's. So the next episode, despite being called Catherine's Tears, focuses a whole lot on these two douche nozzles, Alex and Mueller, who are... Oz soldiers who believe that anybody still living under the Alliance rule, those soldiers, they should all be executed because they're not adapting to the times. And they are assholes. <laughs> Lots of times people try to surrender and they're like, no, you don't get to surrender. This is an execution. It's like, geez, guys. <laughs> they're so over the top. <laughs> this moment. Oh, and by the way, time to die. 
Mueller's laughing a bunch, and Alex is like, you're laughing too much, Mueller. <laughs> I think it's James, uh, Ian James Cortlet as uh, Alex. It's a little hard to pin down some of the voices on this show because the the credits on the actual episodes d- don't really uh, show like who plays who. So you just kind of have to go off secondary information. But I'm pretty sure it's in Cortlet who, as you know, was one of the voices of Goku and also the voice of Mega Man in the 90s Mega Man cartoon, uh, among other more popular voices. (laughs) Guy still gets work. He's he's in L.A. now, I believe, and is in a lot of cartoons. But uh, I couldn't quite decide whether or not it was Ian Cortlett or Peter Kalamis, who was another voice of Goku. I just knew it had to be one of the Gokus. Yeah. And uh, he did a good job. I, I like his... <laughs> he's so he's so snide and evil. <laughs> it's very amusing. So, there's a lot of voices in this show which are fairly throwaway, but some of them really stand out, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Classic ocean group dubbing. What else is there to say? Uh, eventually these guys rope in Zex to help with one of their raids and Zex sees the kinds of men that they are, realizes that they're basically crazy and also a bit obsessed with uh, Noin, who was their instructor when they were at Lake Victoria and he's like, these guys are crazy men like this have no right to have any power, and kills them Probably with no ramifications. <laughs> but once again, we see a, a point where Zex really shows how different he is from the other Oz soldiers. Which makes him a compelling character. Oh, yes. <clears throat> and of course, all this time, he's trying to rebuild the Wing Gundam and the Rombefeller Foundation, which is a bunch of aristocrats bunch of European nobles with monetary and military support uh, they they don't like it they don't like that he's rebuilding a Gundam they ask Trey's to order Zex to destroy the thing which is then passed along by Noin and this is the episode the order to destroy Zero One where Trey's gives that speech about how God would understand the steps that we are taking because God gave people freedom but they need to be ruled, yada yada. And later he even he considers whether or not he'll be punished for blaspheming God and then admits that he doesn't believe God exists. <laughs> <laughs> right after Rulina's is like, I could burn down this whole thing, but then God would never forgive me. It's like, man, they're talking about God a lot in this episode for some reason. Stop being so religious. Yeah. <laughs> but anime is always apolitical. <laughs> And not religious, right? Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, this. this <laughs> so Trace gives that speech in front of the Roma fellers and this bunch of snooty white people, yada yada. And then Relina, right after Noin, is like, you mustn't do anything here, even though these are the people that killed you know, your family. They killed Mr. Dorlin. And they killed the peace crafts. But you shouldn't retaliate. She's like, yes, I understand. I will properly represent the peace crafts. And 
she gets up there after he has his speech and says that great line that you've heard in the Toonami promo. All of you were mistaken, and the Gundams will come to rectify your mistakes. And <laughs> these guys, they don't even seem like they understand what she was going on about because they're so caught up in their own BS. And Trey's just like, you'll have to forgive me. That's a friend of... That's the the sister of a friend of mine that I invited to this party. And, uh, you know, she's just saying that we're concerned about the Gundams. <laughs> and that's the point where they're like, yeah, that Gundam that Zex is rebuilding, you should tell him to not do that. But... Even though Zex stages uh, an elaborate display to show that he has destroyed the Gundam, Inspector Oct, what a great name, <laughs> he doesn't believe that Zex actually did it, and he's right, Zex didn't do it, and uh, even Zex Engineer, who was working on the restoration, is like, it'd be a shame to destroy that Gundam, <laughs> we put all this work into it. <clears throat> and meanwhile, Rolina is trying to get more information out of Zex and Noin and trying to figure out if Hero is still alive. And Hero has decided to take Troa on his redemption tour where he goes to see the relatives of Marshall Noventa, starting with his granddaughter Sylvia, in order to basically give him a chance to kill him as his penance. And they all basically tell him to, no... You're trying to take the easy way out. Stop beating yourself up about it. We're all sad that he passed away, but you shouldn't... You know, you shouldn't... Uh, live with the shame, boy. <laughs> also, also, stop trying to kill yourself. Yeah, you're not good at it. <laughs> you could say that last time Hero really blew it. No. Yeah. Go to your room. Go to your room. <laughs> Hero and Troa have an interesting dynamic, but I don't really like how Troa is constantly praising everything Hero does. It's like, this guy is so meticulous and thinks out everything. He's really strong and I respect him. I'm like, don't, don't give Hero Yui that much credit. <laughs> Stop that. I mean, Troa, you're not that great to begin with, but... Stop. But I do love this moment where Hero's trying to find Sylvia Noventa, and he separates from Troa, who's going to go get into his Gundam so that the uh, Oz troops don't find out about it. And he's driving a truck along, and wouldn't you know it, there's Sylvia Noventa, who just survived an explosion nearby. <laughs> and he just about runs her over, and both the Japanese audio and the dub, the line delivery where Hero notices that it's Sylvia Noventa. It's like, Sylvia Noventa! <laughs> Just, it's good. It's bad, but it's good. It's a, it's a, it's the good kind of bad. So he knocks over the truck and uh, gets up fairly unscathed, goes to drop some flowers at the gravestone of Marshall Noventa, have a conversation with Sylvia, and she's like... No, I'm not going to kill you. You're just trying to take the easy way out. Wars are terrible. How can you be so clear-cut about everything? And Hero's like, it's the only way I know how to live. Which, by the way, when... Uh, oh, ah. 
I forgot the, the key uh, thing there with Catherine's tears. Troa tried to detonate uh, that Gundam Heavy Arms in the middle of a performance with Oz. <laughs> <laughs> the foreshadowing to these events is very amusing. But they're like, oh, Troa, you want to do something special? Oh, wow, Troa, I bet it's going to be a blast. <laughs> you have no idea. <clears throat> but he eventually uh, tries to do the detonation and stops because Catherine talks him out of it. And then later he's like, she talked me out of it. I bet you would have gone through with it. You're so strong. <laughs> like, come on, man. Quit it. <laughs> You're standing hero too hard. <clears throat> but it's a good thing you didn't blow up the heavy arms because it will come in handy. <laughs> huh. Handy. Get it. Get it. <laughs> yes. As uh, Noin eventually tracks down Troy and Hero and invites them for the rematch with Zex... And Hero decides to use the heavy arms first because he doesn't realize that his Gundam has been rebuilt. But then when he realizes that his Gundam has been rebuilt, he doesn't feel right about fighting Zex because it's too charitable that they're doing that. But Zex, his opinion is he doesn't want anybody to have a handicap. It's like, okay, if that's what you're thinking, then you should probably wait until Hero's arm isn't, like, screwed up (laughs) before you do a rematch with the guy because his arm is pretty bad. It's constantly bleeding. He's constantly in pain from it. And what Gundam is he going to be fighting with? The heavy arms? The one that has a really heavy gun turret? On that particular arm? I mean, come on. But you know what? He fights pretty well in the heavy arms for doing it the first time. But in the middle of their fight... Zex is like, neither of us will die in such a weak battle. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and along all of this, it's become fairly evident that the butler knows much more about Zex than he's been letting on. He talks about how he fought him in a fencing match a long time ago when he was a kid. He doesn't say he was a kid, but we see the flashback. And it's pretty evident that this butler, at the very least, was... In the Sank Kingdom, probably serving the Peace Crafts. So I guess when Darlian took Relina, he probably took the butler too. <laughs> Something like that, I don't know. But at this point, Relina does not know that Zex is a relative of hers. And she shows up with a letter from Mrs. Noventa, who Hero previously went to visit, but kind of got shown away because she wasn't sure how to handle that situation at the time, but she sends a letter, which, by the way, as soon as Relina receives it, immediately opens. Don't read other people's mail, Relina. That's it's not cool. <laughs> and she takes the letter with her down to Antarctica in a uh, carrier and tries to stop them from fighting, and she's like... You shouldn't be fighting, blah, blah, blah. You know, the typical Relina nonsense. Knowing why are you letting this happen, blah, blah, blah. And uh, eventually she's like, Hero, you should kill this man. And Noin is like, no, Relina. Regardless of anything else, you shouldn't wish death on your own brother. My brother? Cue dramatic music. 
What a soap opera this show can be. Mm, getting out of order a little bit again. When they were... Uh, when, when Hero and Troa were being transported to, to do this fight... They get tracked down by the search party that's trying to prove that Zex lied to the Romafellers and still is working on the Gundam, which he was. But this guy gets in a little over his head when Troa decides to bust out the heavy arms and wreck his shit. <laughs> With another great moment. And it's like, there's a Gundam down here! And the heavy arms, I didn't know this thing could spin like that. Dang. <laughs> Totally spins like crazy, and, uh... Well, Inspector Oct is a dead man, so he ought to have minded his own business. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, eventually they uh, wrap up this fight with no clear winner, and that kind of ends that whole scenario as... The next episode will introduce the plotline where the Gundams are returning to space and Lady Un is being a diplomat of Oz and kind of pulling the wool over everyone's eyes and getting the Gundams to be looked at as an enemy by the colonies. So it's actually worked out pretty well which episodes I've covered in this particular week because it's kind of a bit of an arc. Other than the Wu Fei thing, it was sort of off to the side. But, uh, good patch of episodes, I'd say. Things are moving along. What are your, uh, fond memories, <laughs> Paul? What are my fond memories from all this? Yeah. Um, let's see. So. Wu Fei acting like a little pussy was kind of funny. If I remember correctly, um, that part is 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 kind of funny. Um, it was always interesting to me that that Zex was always like this. Um, I mean, obviously, he he is of royal blood. We find that out coming up, obviously. But oh, we already know that. Yeah. So you know, basically, he, you know, it's it's interesting because he's very noble about things like. Like, I know the Gundams are my enemy, but I want to fight them. And it, it seems like his his relationship with the Gundams is a very weird and evolving situation, I guess is the best way to say it. Because he just, you know, he wants to fight. Like, he, wa he wants to fight Hero and have that that um what's the word i'm looking for um rematch scratch that itch that he has i guess rematch uh, yeah you know what i mean scratch that itch for a good battle because mm -hmm. it seems like he really hasn't had that so yeah his battles keep getting interrupted by nonsense <laughs> right so it, it's just it, it's very weird though because it's like zex seems to one minute he's like this noble character and you're like okay this guy is pretty awesome and then obviously when we get farther in i won't spoil too much if people haven't seen it but it's kind of just like what just happened to this guy that we were talking about that was noble like i'm just 
it's so confusing. I'm I'm, I'm confused. So yeah, there's some you know, uh, interesting character development later on. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's it gets really weird, but you know it's that that's just kind of how it was because this is kind of the start of where you start to see him go in one direction, and you kind of think, oh, well, he's actually doing exactly what the Gundams are trying to do. And then obviously farther down the road, he goes into a different direction. You go, what just happened? <laughs> so, you know, wait, go back. <laughs> what? It's like, wait, go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What so, are you doing? Milliardo? <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, it's, it's, I, I always like the fact, and, and it's kind of funny you brought up the whole God part because it's like, he, I think he thought of himself as kind of like a god. And when you get later into Gundam Wing, you kind of see that even more with his flip again. But, like, he always felt like he was higher than a lot of people. Obviously, um, Trey, he, he didn't feel like he was higher than Trey's in a way at this point. But he kind of... He felt like it was like I, I kind of felt like it was always like at this, it was like Trey's and him, and that was mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and both of them were kind of working in tandem to be like, okay, we're gonna eliminate all the uh, all the trash, and it's just gonna be whoever we want, and that's it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I mean it just seems like they end up. Like here, like this is an example right here. These these four episodes, in the sense that Zex is just like, well, I'm not gonna fucking destroy the, I'm not gonna destroy the zero one, but I'm gonna make a display just to make you think I did. You know, yeah. I always kind of, I always kind of thought, even though he had the tall geese, that this was kind of like he was of the belief that he was going to... I, not the belief. I, I felt like he was going to try to pilot Zero One at one point. It kind of... Mm, fe- maybe. Felt like that. It felt like he wanted to like be in one of these Gundams. And obviously, again, not trying to give too much away, but we figure that out later on. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things where you're just like, huh. So you're you're flying around in this other mobile suit that's not a Gundam, but do you really want to be a Gundam pilot? And is that why you're fighting Hero right now? Because you want to see if you can be a Gundam pilot? Yeah, there was a point where they're looking at the stats of their previous battles, and the guy reading over the stats is like, this other pilot isn't human. His reaction time isn't human. Right. And Zex is like, wow, I thought it was just our mobile suits that set us apart, but now I don't have any belief that I'm, in fact, a better pilot than this guy. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yep. Yep, and uh, the answer to that still hasn't been decided, even though they fought, according to what is said in the episode, they seem to have fought for, like, three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and at one point, uh, the gun arm runs out of ammo because it always does and in hero gets to pull out a beam saber which was specially installed for this which is more of what zex would prefer because as he said that the tall geese is a mobile suit built for dueling and the two of them have a great sword fight 
Good, good stuff. I do want to point out, all this while Trey's is like, would Zex do something bad? No, everybody's just worrying too much. <laughs> <clears throat> At the same time, this juxtaposition of Trey's walking around thinking about this, and there's like this kid who's fascinated by a butterfly, gets away from his mother, and is so close to falling off the pier, and the mother like tries to reach out for the kid, and Trey says, wait. And she's just like, this guy has so much clout that a mother has to listen to him, apparently. I always always (laughs) felt like he was more of I don't think he really cared what Zex did. He just wanted, as long as like he was on his side, yeah. he was going to do what he told him to do. He didn't give a fuck what he did. He didn't even care that Z- he... I bet you, like, I, I always felt like at, in these episodes, like, he knew that Zex didn't destroy the Zero One. He knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, he also didn't seem like he wanted the Zero One destroyed. No. And, you know, I, I th- there are some times where, like, Zex goes to him and he's just like, I'm sorry that I did this kind of thing. And Trey's is just like, eh, are you still doing what I'm going to tell you to do? Yeah. Okay. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Water under the bridge. That's basically what it is. Like, as long as he's going to help me do what I want to get accomplished, I don't give him a fuck. That's All I'm saying is it's a good thing he was right about that kid not falling over the pier. <laughs> That scene could have ended badly. <laughs> but no, I'm pretty sure it's juxtaposition for Trey's being hands-off with Zex and what letting was, him do his thing. What's the girl's name again? Because I, I will always pronounce that wrong. Which girl? Marina? No. Relina? Relina, yes. Relina, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Relina, who's like, I knew Hero was alive, didn't I? Kinda, I kind of felt like, too, that... And it didn't show it in the episode, so there's no real proof of me thinking this. But I always felt like there was somebody always, like, following her. Because, hmm. I mean, obviously we know that she's of... We, we've talked about this in this, episode, in, in this episode that we're doing right now. That, you know, she she's Zach's uh, sister. So I felt like there was... Like, she was kind of, in a sense, like, untouchable. Because had somebody done something, I feel like somebody would have came out of the shadows and killed them, and she would have been fine. <laughs> but but Maybe. more or less for the for the the part that Zax was her brother, yeah, and nothing else. Because you know she's too important, and, and we we find this out later on that she's too important to kill. You kill this girl, that's gonna fuck the plans up. <laughs> so yeah, you know, Zax is trying to get Relina to take over for the peace crafts, even though it's it's kind of a slow-moving plan at the moment, but he's just got to make sure to keep her alive while she's still not very knowledgeable of everything that's going on. She, you know, she needs time to, to grow and become an adult. <laughs> and stop obsessing about Hero. Y- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. you know what? Her brother seems just as obsessed. <laughs> you know, I don't. Want, I didn't want to say it, but you're right. <laughs> it's like it's like every time he he hears the name Hero, he's like, oh, 
<laughs> he's he's like jonesing in the corner. Oh, I need to I need to fight that guy. Zex. <laughs> is all like no one can defeat you, Zex. No, there is one man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you know he's under you know he's under eighteen, right? Let, let's let's not talk about that. Let's not talk. No. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. All it's these like the whole, Gundam boys. I hate to, I hate to bring some, like another series into it. It's like the whole, it's like Sword Art Online all over again. But this was early. This was in the 90s. So it's just like, oh, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> but, but if you did that now, Sketch, if this, if this show was, it was now, people would be like, that's wrong. What the fuck? Why does Zex want this boy so badly? <laughs> well, I mean, Gundam oh. Iron-Blooded Orphans. <laughs> I mean that never that never really went too far. Thankfully, but I, I know what you're saying. What's that? <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. But I mean, but I mean they were betrothed. And at one point he's like, "I know it's wrong, but we'll recreate the world so it will no longer be wrong." <laughs> Whoa, Blondie. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just gonna turn this off. Um, have you. Yep. Speaking of that, when you first start watching Iron Blooded Orphans, you immediately think Gundam Wing because you're like, "Oh, this shit's happening again." Because <laughs> you're just like, you're just like, "Oh, so he's hero." There's definitely some similarities. Yeah, like he, he's hero all over again, but not starting out with um, zero one, starting out with wing zero, <laughs> and you're just like, "Fuck, <laughs> oh god, this is not going to turn out well," <laughs> and it doesn't. So, yeah. Also, uh, what's her name? Cudelia is a much better Rulina. <laughs> this is true. Well, I mean. Look who look who voices her. Ah yes. So I mean, well, I, I wouldn't fault the voice actress of Rowena so much, <laughs> though there have been some pretty uh, interesting line deliveries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. So. But overall, she's been fine. <laughs> oh, I also. <clears throat> when Tro is saying that he's going to self detonate. Heroes like, there's nothing wrong with acting on your emotions. That's what I was taught. And I'm like, you act on your emotions? <laughs> uh, no, I guess? No. <clears throat> was your emotion when Relina handed you that invitation immediately hostile? <laughs> I mean, he was he was about to kill her, so it's just like, um, okay. You don't seem to act on your emotions, Hero. It if sure does. He seems like he's brainwashed. Mm. Mm. I mean, well, he was trained from a very young age a number of techniques. I mean, if any of the Gundam pilots is fucking brainwashed, it's him. Like, he, like... All right. Well, yeah, I mean, Doctor J, what did you do with up. that claw hand? I mean, he fucking blew himself up, Sketch. I mean, what, that's without question. Right there. Exactly. Where he's just like, where he's just like, mission accepted. Presses the button. Like, 
Who the fuck does that? Especially at the age of fucking 15. What just happened? Yeah. Like, Jesus. Like, no. <laughs> like, no. 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 So. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much what I thought. I mean, you know, when you rewatch Gundam Wing, you, it kind of takes a, after you've watched some of these other anime series, you're kind of like, oh, boy, that wasn't good. Oh, and that, nah, that wasn't good either. And, ew, okay, I think I'm going to stop watching this now. <laughs> so. I feel like there hasn't been things that are too problematic so far, other than Wu Fei's obvious misogynism. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, Zex being obsessed with Hero is kind of a little weird if you think of it, but that, I mean, it's not, it's not too bad. Nothing, nothing like I would be like, okay, we're going to have to cancel the series. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there like that. Now, later on, when we go into space and Zex has his 360, like his 180 or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Like, and he's there. not the only character that does that. No, and that's where you sit there and you go, "What just happened? Wait a minute! <laughs> did I miss something? Did I miss something? Did did was I smoking something? Wait, I, I got to say that there has been in this batch of episodes. There's more things that I remembered happening, but in the past like ten episodes, there's been a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh man, I didn't remember that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I didn't remember that Hero fought in the heavy arms. <laughs> I did not remember that. I was fighting in the in the wing Gundam all the time. No, he did. Yeah, I remember that part. I remember yeah. um, I remember a lot about Wing, but, you know, most a lot of it, I, I felt like the series was kind of, I mean, it had good parts in the first part of the series, but it wasn't until they got into space was when they finally, like, all of a sudden, like, I was like, oh, I like this. And I remember a lot more about that. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. We're so. still more or less in the opening act here. But we'll be progressing to the next stage soon enough if what... <laughs> if Trey's constantly being like, and now the next act begins, doesn't, you know... <laughs> this man, he has a plan. <laughs> It's and it's happening. Uh, yeah. So, so far, I I find in revisiting this show that there's a lot to enjoy about it. Whether it's particularly good or not, it's at least entertaining. <laughs> there are dry points, but. And it's also fairly repetitive right now because it's constantly being like, oh, so-and-so's attacking some alliance base or what have you. Or <laughs> or Zex is looking for a rematch. I mean, that keeps happening. <laughs> so, a little repetitive. Also, Felina pining over Hero is super annoying. <laughs> uh, but overall, it's... It's been a pretty enjoyable rewatch experience thus far, and we'll see as things progress. <clears throat> now, if you've been uh, keeping up with our Gundam Wing group watch, you can uh, use the hashtag 
Gundam Wing Group Watch to tweet along with us every day, every weekday. We do one episode, though this past week I had more than a few problems springing up that kind of got things off kilter, but we should be back on track in the next week. Hopefully by the time you're hearing this, things are just fine and dandy again. <laughs> but I have to say that the the tweeting has become more of a chore to me than I would prefer. And Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and I, mu- I much prefer having these podcasts to talk about things. So I don't know. Maybe I just need to try to do less commentary on each episode because it takes time to do. Like, I end up tweeting for an hour or prepping tweets for an hour for a 24-minute episode. (laughs) I mean, it seems a a bit ridiculous. It's a lot easier now that... um, Now that, you know, the block is is a lot shorter, but when there's, like six hours of mm-hmm. tweets every Saturday like the, there was like a couple years ago you're just kind of like mm-hmm. of course it's a lot it? it's a lot easier to live tweet when you're not bothering with images That's true. <laughs> but with the Gundam Wing thing I, I felt like there wouldn't be enough context if I just tweeted out text so I go to the effort of taking images and the fastest way that I know how to do that is to rewatch the episode on my phone and take screen caps on Crunchyroll because Hulu won't let me take screen caps, at least on my phone. And doing screen caps on my computer would just take longer. So that's what I do. And then I compile the tweets and, you know, come up with some either punchy commentary or just point out what's happening. But I think I need to stop doing like 50 tweets an episode. Because <laughs> <No>. it's. <laughs> there, there was at least one person who was like, can you just reply to your tweet so this isn't flooding my. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> I kind of. Um, now I sort of thread it like I start one idea and then I keep going with that scene until it switches scenes and then I start another thread as opposed to doing all of them under the same thread or doing all of them as individual posts. But the thing about scheduling posts is you can't do that at all. It has to just be individual posts. So the only way that I can do the threading is if I'm doing it live, which is a little difficult to do in my current uh, work schedule. (laughs) So... I might either have to change the time that I usually do it, which is around 5.30 Eastern, the time that Gundam Wing used to air. But we'll see about that. So anyway, if you want to tweet along with us, and please do, I appreciate uh, any anybody chiming in. Use the hashtag, hashtag Gundam Wing Group Watch. You can also email your thoughts and commentary to sketch at tunamifaithful.com or podcast at tunamifaithful.com or my personal email sketchcartoonguy at gmail.com and admittedly I haven't been very diligent at looking the emails so if people have been emailing I'm sorry I will try to get to those in the next episode <laughs> Paul tell them where they can find you well you can find me on twitter at Paul Biscrillo. You can find us. You can find me on the 
Toonami Discord, Toonami Faithful Discord, uh, at Paul Pascrillo. And uh, you can also email me. It's paulpascrillo at toonamifaithful.com. So, yeah. Fantastic. You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. The Gundam Wing Group Watch tweets are hosted on at Toonami News, which is also your number one source for Toonami News, Views, and Reviews. And, of course, ToonamiFaithful.com, where we also host other things. And you can listen to this podcast on all of our uh, usual places. iTunes feed, SoundCloud, yada yada. Spotify, uh, Radio.com app. Yeah. I I felt like it was good to put this on the main podcast feed rather than do a separate thing like we're doing with the Demon Slayer podcast. Maybe people would disagree with that. I don't know. I haven't seen any complaints. <laughs> so We've been a little light on regular Toonami Faithful podcast episodes because of a lack of information. And, like, nothing going on. But there are some show discussions that we have waiting in the wings that we'll hopefully be doing soon. So if you're disappointed at the lack of regular podcasts, we'll hopefully get back to doing more of those soon. That's what we're going to try to do. We got at least one in the can, so should be out either before or after this episode is posted. And we have some other things planned, so don't worry. Yep, we, uh, we're, we're keeping busy, even though the world has gone crazy. Well, that's been it for this week of the Gundam Wing Group Watch Recap Podcast. That's a mouthful. So thank you for listening uh, each and every time we post this. And until next time, remember, the only way to live a good life is to act on your emotions.